0: Okay, and I'm recording, and I think we're all ready to go. Wait, then
1: let me, Uh, as a backup, I am recording now as
0: well. Please do a backup, James. I depend on you so much. (laughs) All right. Hello there, and welcome to Sweet Child of Time. It's a podcast where I introduce a sweet child to Amazon's world of the Wheel of Time i'm your host steve from Intravoid, and allow me to introduce you to my sweet child he's marshland monster i see you james i hear you as well you almost got me you almost got me <laughs> also we we
1: uh, how you introduce me i don't know if that's mm-hmm. how you introduce me every time hey guys i am a sweet child and of this podcast How sometimes Steve brings this up, it makes it seem like he is my father. That is not the case.
0: Not a daddy. No, not to you anyway, sir. He
1: could technically be my father. Yes, absolutely. You're probably, I think you're five or six years younger than my
0: dad. Okay, yeah. I mean, I I was 20 when you were born, Mm -hmm. so absolutely. I was virile and like... Losing it all over the place. You humble, <laughs> dirty brag. <laughs> Drippy brag. I, I wasn't even expecting to go the direction. Let me look at my notes and look at more coherent things to say. Because I, I think my dad was around 20. No, no, no. He was
1: done with My dad was probably 22 when he had my sister. So yeah, that would good, have made okay. him
0: maybe 26 when he had me. Yeah, I was 24 when I had Caleb. I'm just comparing you to Caleb because you're, like, closest to age to him. Mm-hmm. So... And, plus, you know, plus Caleb's my sweet child. And you're my sweet child of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry I, like... I. I just introduce, and my brain turns off, and I just start going, so I don't even think about, like, the, um, I need you to point out the shittiness of what I'm saying. Okay,
1: this might,
0: this is just a dumb James joke, just take it,
1: you want to know what, I'll, I'll go over to Hopper, because saying this about your daughter might come off as creepy. Is, yes. is Hopper your sour, salty, or umami child? <laughs>
0: Uh, none of the above what? I guess D <laughs> he's, well he's not I wouldn't describe him as sour because he's goofy as can be mm-hmm. um, what was the other option? salty or umami salty. umami no. I, no 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 he, he's just more like a goofball that just can't control his energy I think that's, that's umami
1: when oh, you eat umami you're like ooh, that's a goofball in my mouth that
0: cannot be tamed <laughs> Hopper Hey, Hopper, you're an umami. Uh, umami, baby! He likes it. He's looking at me, he likes All it. Alright, good, okay. good. See, right. if, I,
1: if I asked that about your daughter, you'd be like, yeah, this is weird, James. I'm glad you have another individual in your
0: house that I could ask that question about. <laughs> uh, you, you don't forget about Melissa. We've got the sweet kitty cat oh. Melissa here, too. All I don't post right. her as much, but she is a, a mainstay of this household. Alright, same question applies. Mmm, it was sour. What was the middle one? Salty? She's not. Heather would say salty because Melissa is really affectionate, but then, like, if we're sleeping at night at like three in the morning, she'll come and attack faces Mm -hmm. to get her attention. Mostly Heather. So I would say that's pretty salty. Okay. I mean, salty sweet, you know, in a way. A pretzel! (laughs) A chocolate covered pretzel. Let's see, uh, where are we going today? We're, uh, oh yeah, Psh, more meme. How has your week been, James? I haven't even asked you yet, Jeez. It's, stu- oh my, okay. Uh, no
1: one, I have a friend who needed his album mixed because of some things that I don't want to go into. Okay. He asked me to polish up former mixes that, uh, of someone that just truly did a God-awful job but <laughs> In the files that they sent reverb was baked in instead of sending ooh. the dry Files of like hey, here's the mix and then here's like the master track because he also sent that ooh, baby it sucked uh, <laughs> and I tried mixing it with like polishing up that mix, but the reverb was so aggressive so present <laughs> and sometimes very muddy in the mix Ugh. And I, I spent a day working on these. And then he's also like, oh, well, I have these dry vocals that are completely unmixed that I just sent to this person to mix. Could you try that? I was like, awesome. He sent me a few. I was like, I can do these. And I was, I, I was upset about the situation, but mm. I was like, oh, I'm going to get paid. So I went to a local shop that sells dvds and such and i was looking for a specific because we're getting into de palma movies because mm. snake eyes was so good check that out on patreon.com forward slash mlm pod engaged <laughs> with nicholas cage and i'm like in every single he's the anti-kubrick because every single movie that i i look at his filmography and i'm like well, wait he did that he did that he did i love this dude so <laughs> nicole really wanted to watch phantom of the paradise because it's rocky horror meets yes phantom of the opera and she loves both of those things even though it is pre-rocky horror picture show at the same time of rocky horror show but i think it was it was 72 they it's parallel thinking guys there wasn't any internet of people saying hey you should rip this thing off and it's like nope not in uk de palma was not so <laughs> I go there and, of course, at this place, Laurie's Planet of Sound, it's in their staff picks. Like, the first thing you see, yeah. I look in the center and it's like, oh, and then the guy, I bought that. But, flash forward, I woke up, got all, like, I was lining up dubs. That was what I was going to do all day Monday, I believe. Only for him to, after I I sent him... A message saying hey this songs all lined up I'll, I might even be able to get all this stuff done today he sends me a message saying oh so-and-so of uh, who was supposed to mix it in the beginning got everything mixed so I wasted a day I'm gonna ask him I'm gonna be like hey I, I yeah. know none of these mixes will be worked on how I, and if if everything was not how it went I wouldn't have asked for money for my time but I did purchase a $30 Blu-ray in anticipation of me getting (laughs) a paycheck. So could you at least pay me back for this $30 $30 Blu-ray of that, and then I just bought Scarface to own Scarface?
0: I I would – I wouldn't even bring up the fact that it was a Blu-ray. I would just be like, I, I sank $30 into this thinking I was gonna get paid. Yeah. Can I at least get paid back for that? I think that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Not for not necessarily to get reimbursed for your for your uh, cool purchase, but to get reimbursed for your time that you spent that you thought you were getting paid for. I mean, if we yeah. hire contractors, And it turns out that they don't need to do the job that we like, for example, we had a leak somewhere in one of our systems way the hell out. And we had to call. I personally had to call this whole crew of guys to come out machinery and all that crap. Turns out there was not a leak. They drove all that way for nothing. We paid them anyway. We had to pay them for their time. So you're in the exact same boat. And there was no contract between me and this contractor. It was just a phone call. Can Mm -hmm. you show up and do this? So, you know, I could have just been like, hey, guy, no leak later. But of course not. You know, yeah, you got to yeah. pay somebody for their time.
1: I one I used to install trash chutes with my father, like industrial-sized trash chutes. And okay. one time, my dad lives in Michigan, so it was in the Chicago-ish area. I should say, not Chicago. It's in Illinois. So he was like, oh, I'll scoop you up and we'll go there. We get there and... Truly, nothing is prepared. Like we could not do the job, and yes. my dad was like, "Oh well, when will this all this work?" Because they need to like lay foundation and stuff in these right. trash shoe areas in order for us to have something to anchor it to the wall. <laughs> they did none of that, and my dad was like, "When will this be? Will this be done tomorrow? Like today, so I can work on this tomorrow?" And they're like, "No, it's probably going to be done in like two weeks." And he's like, "Oh well." I need to pay this person pointing at me, so you will be paying me for this as well. So yes, yeah. that's reasonable.
0: <laughs> I mean, they didn't – he didn't have to – He that was an Aes Sedai kind of situation. He didn't mention that this, – this, this was your dad, right? Mm-hmm. So he didn't say, this is my boy no. here. I got to pay – no, he said, I got to pay this person. That's fantastic,
1: dude. Yeah, my dad <laughs> rarely would say, this is my son, because then – They'll be like, oh, he's doing it for out of the good of his heart. And it's like, no, this this asshole wants to be paid every (laughs) time he does something for me. Right. I raised him properly, except when it comes to music and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, I I guess ten dollars for this fully mixed song. That's fine.
0: Uh, (laughs) Well, hey, man, speaking of songs, you mind if we uh, talk about a couple bands real quick? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to showcase, I'm going to billboard, I'm going to do all that crap. So this is the order, i am going to. I got two bands as usual. I'm, I was kind of thinking about just doing one band per episode, but I'm not there yet. Um, so yeah, two bands as usual. The first guy I want to talk about, editor's note, the artist I'm about to talk about is Chris Rattier from Richmond, Virginia. I just forgot to mention that while I was talking about him. This guy kind of reminds me of a cross between an introvoid and a martial land monster because Ooh. he lives in Richmond, Virginia here and he looks very similar to me. If you were to describe me, you're also describing him. He's about my age, but he's a producer, he does beats. Um, he does raps. Uh, he is absolute. He's not, he's not the studio, but he works for absolute future studios or maybe he's subcontracts out. I don't know their relationship, but he's related to absolute future studios. He records bands like Vulcanite. He's recorded book of worms, Occult new age, which that album is like taking off like crazy, like not taking off, but I mean, it's well received in the metal community and mm-hmm. he's the guy who mixed and produced it. Um, he does his own stuff too. He's got this album. It's called 1971. Uh, Established in 1971 is what the album is called. It's on Bandcamp. He said, yeah, tell everybody to go to my Bandcamp and check that out. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to check out the first track from his album. This, al- this song is called Zero G. Zero G. And it's going to sound really groovy and like hip hoppy and you, you can rap to it. After that, you're going to hear some speed metal It'll be an obvious switch over that speed metal you're hearing is murdersome. And that voice you're hearing, you know, that voice already, everybody, that's Johnny Throckmorton singing. He's fronting this band now pulling double duty. And they're playing a show coming up very soon, May 20th in Raleigh, North Carolina. They're playing at Ruby deluxe, which um, I'm not saying this derogatory, but they love, you know, claiming that they're a drag bar. So Johnny's like, Hmm. Maybe I should take advantage of the situation. This is his first show with Murdersome because he just started fronting them. So we're going to hear Johnny and Murdersome after we hear Chris Rattier. So music time.
1: Feel like everything I do is just a waste of fucking time. So tonight, I'm gonna live like this no tomorrow.
0: Yeah, did you have something to say you pointed at me
1: oh i'll i'll say it when we get back hey I, I have two notes one you didn't ex you did not say the person's name the first person until you introduced this song right at the end I was like, wait, what what is this? I wanna search this on Bandcamp. What is it? And then two, you were like, Yeah, you know this Johnny guy and I'm like, but
0: from what? What do I know Johnny from? <laughs> okay, Chris Rattier. Uh I think that's how you you spell his name, R A T T E, R R E E. So yeah, he spells it kinda of funky, but yeah, his his beats are great. Um I would describe more like a money mark kind of style. That's what it kind of reminds me of and then Johnny Throckmorton uh we know him he fronted Dusty Nut Roll. he fronted Alabama Thunder Pussy, and he's the guitarist for He Wolf and Hell he's yeah. just he's the guy that I was talking about that I would jump on stage and sing mm. Jimi Hendrix songs with him um yeah Johnny Throckmorton I, I, everybody knows Johnny Th- I don't even know why you asked that silly question because everybody was like James it's Johnny, dude. It's Johnny. Come okay, on. Okay,
1: well, I just wanted to make sure. I, I lo- My favorite Jimi Hendrix song is this one. Oh, say can you see.
0: Hand to heart. By yes. the
1: dawn's early lice. What so gallantly Praised <laughs> for the skin last mm-hmm. creaming Dangerous it brought <laughs> smegma with okay. flair.
0: Just What's let up? him keep. Just let him keep going. Okay, okay.
1: I, th- I thought you were saying. I thought you were giving a
0: stop hand. I, I kind of am, but I'm like, I'll just let him. I'll just let him keep going until he's done, he'll run out of steam eventually. No, I know all seven <laughs> verses, so I can parody oh, sh- it all. Well, we only got like two hours here, so let's uh, let's forge ahead if we can. Yeah, guys, you get a 50-minute episode, but it's a two-hour <laughs> record. That's right. I got to record out all the—because uh, you, you sang the national anthem for like eight countries right before we started. I got to edit all that out.
1: I okay. thought that was our theme song.
0: <laughs> I want to get back into books now <gasps> so we can kind yeah, of get on. closer to the wheel of time. Whoa. We got music. Yeah, we got books, then we'll have Wheel of Time. So I'm still eyeballs deep into that Farewell Nicola book. Uh I posted it on the Sweet Child of Time Instagram. Uh there's a free link to it, so I encourage everybody to read it. Um I'm still reading that, so I got nothing else to say. James, do you have any uh words going across your eyeballs this week?
1: I thought I would have time to finish Death's Head i tried last night i had the window open it wasn't it's not warm but it's still like oh that's a nice breeze coming in but with gas as expensive as it is there were two like a car came to park but was just burning idly and just bringing fumes into the back window over here so i was like oh fuck but then they stopped they parked And then right after that, a truck pulls up burning diesel and just that went on so long that I had to stop reading and just say, well, that's it for today. Yep.
0: City life for you, city slickers. Well,
1: I mean, this is, we're not in like a city. I mean, if you go two blocks one way, two blocks the other way, yeah, you can be like, this is a city. But where we're currently at, we're... There's this, it's a nice, you never in recordings hear ambulances and such. True, right. Unless it's Sean Plow, it's like, dude, just pause, (laughs) wait for the ambulance to go. You don't need to keep, just please be aware of
0: that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just wondering, I'm going back to like where I'd like to come over to your house and then I'd walk two blocks to the left and I'd go, Oh, I'm in a city now. <laughs> yeah, you would. Like if we ba baracaded you to our apartment, meaning like
1: you're you're there in Virginia, and then you wake right. up
0: here. I imagine it'd be something like the fan of Richmond, Virginia, because that's kind of like our outskirts of the city. We call it the fan.
1: Okay. And but- th- there's also one area that it's a it's further from me, but still it's scootable distance. <laughs> right <laughs> it, it truly is a suburb in the middle of the city it feels like i'm in like far west chicago or just in muskegon <laughs> michigan i'm like wow this okay. is really weird but then if you go a mile each way you're hey i'm in a city <laughs>
0: I love saying that Yeah, me and Heather went to went to Charleston recently South Carolina and it was just like Richmond and we like walked two blocks and we were like hey we're in a city (laughs) (laughs) but no for real it was it was it was set up exactly like Richmond and that's we would drive past certain neighborhoods we're like we're now in Southside another part we're now in Petersburg now we're in Ashland it was almost identical layout to Richmond in my opinion. Hey you can go a
1: few blocks from me and you're also on Ashland. Oh damn. Same. There's a street <laughs> called Ashland in Chicago. Right. <laughs> it's not a few blocks. It's a it's more than a few blocks, not trying to get people to pinpoint my location. <laughs> wow, that was an interesting book conversation we just had. <laughs> oh yeah, Death's Head. I'm it's weird because I, I don't it's a not a contain it's a contained storyline but is mm-hmm. f- heavily pulling from other storylines that were happening in the Marvel universe at the time. So I'm like, fuck, I don't understand a lot that's going on. I can pull from context clues because I'm not a baby of a reader. Oh, boy, we went to a local comic book store. Not going to say that one because then people would be like, oh, yeah, I know exactly where James lives now. Uh, (laughs) And the owners... We're talking to someone who was clearly a comic book writer of some note. Like, he was discussing writing on, like, a Superman comic and all of that. Uh, In Chicago, you get things like that. Okay. Where, like, Nicole has just been hanging out and sees a very, I'm not going to blow up their spot, a very famous, like, one of the top-notch illustrators for comics frequents her store. That is super cool. And uh, not if you knew who it was. Uh, They're kind of a chud. (laughs) And uh, no, you want to know what? They're not kind of a chud. They are a chud. And uh, they were just in this scream match of like shitting on this specific writer. And I was like, wow, Nicole, they like comic books too much. And Nicole (laughs) laughed because they, they said, oh, yeah, the way this person writes is just. He wants everyone to feel like life is meaningless and has no point. And Nicole laughed and she's like, that's why
0: I like that writer. Right. That's that's why I like Ivan Brunetti, who I brought up a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Exact same reason. <laughs> but let's get into Wheel of Time. Let's do it, man. We're talking about the dark along the ways. This is episode seven we're talking about. And yeah, I um, we got another badass cold open i i i don't know why i'm stuttering i'm just my brain is getting ahead of me because i'm thinking about i can't wait to hear your input basically that's all i gotta say Mm -hmm. um so we start out we have an aiel she's running and she's fighting this is at the battle of the shining walls this occurred about exactly 20 years ago Um, it's also known as the battle of the blood snow uh what was happening here is there was a 400-year truce between the Aiel and that city. That truce was broken. They're fighting. All this stuff I found out in the show, by the way, in the x-ray notes. Uh, who are the Aiel? Uh, we met the first Aiel in that cage.
1: Okay, okay. So I was going to ask, hey, whose baby is – who's this baby? It's probably Rand, Right.
0: I mean, yes. I mean, signs point to this because the red hair and the fact that like they, they talk about the Aiel's red hair. And then I pointed it out to you because I knew it was important. And then they talk about, um, loyal mistakes and for an Aiel man, you look looking exactly like an Aiel an mm-hmm. Aiel. And so, yeah, she's obviously an Aiel because of the way she's dressed, her hair, um, and the reason I know those things I said about 20 years ago and the battle and all that, it was in the X-ray notes of Amazon Prime. Mm. So if you pause, you're not just telling you, James, I'm telling everybody. If you pause watching Wheel of Time, then you have a menu of so many choices and there's so much information there. And you can do that pretty much like every every scene and there'll be like a new swath of information to take in. So, yeah, you uh, I was going to ask you that question. You said it's probably Rand's mom and I was going to ask you who. You thought that baby might be. Uh, This is some choreography out the butt. She kills like seven or eight dudes while giving birth. (laughs) Yeah, my comment
1: was if you weren't – if if it wasn't cemented that this is a feminist property, a woman in labor just murdered many capable, trained knights – Right. Also, she, this is why you don't wear a cape, one of the many reasons, because she <laughs> <right>. just <laughs> thwink, and stabs that dude in the eye. It was dope. And uh,
0: the, another thing I should stress, too, is, like, she's not, like, this super, like, super strong Aiel, like, top warrior. She's just a pregnant woman, and she is able to do this. So this is another indication that the Aiel are, are super badass. Mm-hmm. Just by the by their uh i get, probably both by nature and by nurture because they're they're all raised to be badasses mm-hmm. basically
1: i the feeling of this it looked very hoff meets the mm. like where you open up the vault key door in the first borderlands I believe is what the it's the vault key area it's those two mixed together, and I was like, I like this imagery,
0: yeah, i um I hadn't forgot about this scene. This scene still plays over my mind a lot. But um rewatching this show now, I really am enjoying everything up until right now a lot more so than I was the first uh time I watched it through. Um it's I don't know. It's just so much better now. I guess maybe because I have like all prejudices aside and there's no expectation. I'm just rewatching it for enjoyment. So it's it's better than I remember it. Um I just wanted to point that out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I also want to point out Ciaran Donnelly. She is the one who plays the Aiel. Ciaran Donnelly, if I didn't say that funny enough. (laughs) All right. Anything else about that scene or are you want to move on to our kids?
1: Oh, no. That's all I had to say about the scene. It was badass, though.
0: Yeah. Uh, We had some opening credits happen there. You know, we always love watching in the opening credits in great detail and... You know, taking in every single scene we can see. Right, James? Do they change? <laughs> no. Okay,
1: okay, then. No, I still have not seen these opening credits. We finished Archive 81, which sucks that it's not coming back because it it, it ended strong. But okay. it, that when watching it, Nicole's like, I don't think I've ever seen the intro to this. I was like, we probably watched it for the first time, but... Every single time, I'm just like, skip intro, skip intro.
0: (laughs) That's a Heather move, too. I like watching the intro every time. I don't know why. I just... Maybe the same reason I like rereading books. I've already reread... I mean, I've already read Farewell Nicola, and I've already read The Gathering Storm. This is my third or fourth time reading it. So I constantly reread stuff. I don't know what point I was trying to make, but I think it brings me comfort, I think, to reread something or to live it again. So, like, those opening credits... I remember the first time I saw them, I was like, wow. And so now I just keep watching them because you get a little tiny little bit of that wow feeling like every time. I don't know. Well, for
1: this show, I need to make sure I watch it before 11 a.m. every morning that we record. (laughs) So I'm like the previously on the recap as well as the intro, that's like two minutes that I can just skip. And then I'm like, okay. This That's is more true. doable. But Mystery Science Theater, never going to skip that intro. Community, <laughs> never going to skip that.
0: See? You got your favorites there. All right. So we're going to go ahead here. We, um, we're back in the cave. Well, not in the cave. We're back in the ways. That's what this uh, episode is called, the dark of the ways. Uh, Matt is on the other side of the gate. Everybody else is on the inside. Um, Nynaeve and Rand are the two that seem the most adamant to um, – I don't know, express their displeasure about this and try to get him back. Rand is, we keep seeing him be fiercely loyal to Matt, um, you know, going overboard with his loyalty. Sometimes um, we get warned that there's this thing in there called Mock and Shin. Um, and so you can't use the one power while you're inside the ways because the Mock and Shin will sense that one power and come get you. Um, spoiler alert that happens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, Moraine's telling us it's probably best that Matt's not here. We can keep him away from the dark one this way. Um, you know, if he's the dragon, we don't want the dragon to turn to the shadow. So it's better. He's not here. Um, kind of a weird (laughs) way to look at it. Um, they're walking through the ways loyal's describing the way things used to be. Uh, he's describing there used to be fruit trees and there used to be blocks. And he, I thought he said there used to be little boxes with question marks and we could hit upon them and coins would come <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> and now this place has gone to shit. <laughs> I don't agree with that.
1: This place is my ideal location to live always nighttime. Thunderstorms, but no rain. That's, Uh, uh, I love when that happens when it's just the sky turns gray and then you hear thunder and then eventually rain will come. But during that time when there is no rain, it's an anomaly that is so beautiful. I love it. Yes, there will get to something that's wrong with this entire world but it's only one thing in most places where you live there's going to be something wrong if you have a beachfront property you got sand all the vacuuming you have to do and <laughs> shoe
0: you have to deal with yeah i mean another good thing too is you're outside of time and space which i like that mm. um a lot you can go in there and hang out all you want and then come out and no time has gone by yeah. which i guess could or not could or could not be an advantage but I hear what you're saying. I didn't even think about that aspect, that it would be a cool place to be. You also— I I like sunlight. I got to say, I like open spaces, and I like sunlight. It makes me feel much better to be in an open space.
1: Yeah, but everything feels like a campfire, i.e. an American campfire. (laughs) American campfire. Oh, man.
0: Guys, listen (laughs) to that. Please check out Ted Nugent's new song, American Campfire, and make it go viral. It's so bad. It's so bad.
1: It's but awful. <laughs> torches don't make sense to me. Like what on them right.
0: makes them keep burning? I, magic? Okay. I mean, because these were these ways were like made. They were well, I
1: mean in real life. Like when you
0: have a torch, okay. they still burn. Oxygen. I know in
1: the mo- in the movies, especially now, there's probably like clean burning natural gas pumping out <laughs> of them so there's not right. smoke going everywhere.
0: Yeah. It, it, it can't be magic because you can't use the one power in there. Yeah. So, it, I mean, land – in the in the books they had this uh, oil that they used and they could you know it, it was a long burning thing and it was in this globe and it was specifically you know designed for the ways um well it wasn't designed for the ways but they they knew the way to contain the oil inside it so the light would last longer um I don't know. But in (laughs) real life, torches can burn for a while. What is
1: making it? Please let us know. Sweet child of time on Instagram.
0: (laughs) We need to know how fire works. We can't do another episode until we know. Um, We already talked about the possibility of the dragons. Matt, Moraine, okay. Uh, Lan always seems to know what Moraine and Nynaeve are thinking about and worrying about. He pretty much picked up on her vibes and knew that she was worried about Matt more so than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, Perrin back in the back, he can see better than anybody. He spies something up ahead. He's in the back, but he can see it before anybody else. It's a garden stone. It's been tagged. Some asshole came and tagged it and tried to destroy it. So they get lost. So they're pretty much onto the fact that something's following them. Um, and yeah, those yellow eyes Perrin has seems like they're having a nice effect on his vision there. That's nice. Uh,
1: didn't really Rand. Didn't really help his vision when he murdered his <laughs> wife.
0: <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> that was before he got the power, man. Give but, me some credit. Wait, when did um, he get this power? When he was bit by a Trollic? I don't know. I mean, it seems like they all started kind of showing these things all at the same time when they started getting on the road. And for him, it seemed like maybe that scratch started at all, but for everyone else, it seemed like it's kind of come out of the blue only since they've um gotten cross paths with Marine and land. Maybe it's
1: like serial killers. They're always capable of doing mm-hmm. that, but then there could be like <laughs> a trigger or like yes. an instigating thing that makes you snap. That could right. also be, for their dragon powers.
0: <laughs> and of course, in almost all cases in fiction, and it's the same case for the Wheel of Time books, it's puberty that, you know, brings this out. Man, Changing these... from a man into a woman. But in this show, they're already grown up. Okay. So you, you know, that's not the case here. Oh, let's see. So Gwen and Ran are cuddling, Perrin looks bummed, um, Lan looks cool in his hood. I don't know why he's wearing his hood in the dark, but he looks cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, they wake up because a Trolloc has found them. Um, This explains how the Trollocs have been getting around and how the Trollocs got to two rivers undetected by anybody. They were using the ways as well. Um, Egwene uses the and Shin to, I mean, I'm sorry, Egwene uses her one power to uh, thwart off that Trolloc, but in doing so, she alerts the and Shin, the Black Wind, that they are there. So it comes to attack.
1: We get one of the best line reads in this entire show. Loyal, when
0: this happened, just goes, oh, dear. <laughs> I loved it. I know, Just kind of matter of factly. Um, speaking of lines, we get a lot of lines to um, every the Mock and Shin speaking to all of them and they're all getting their fears spoken to them by it. Um, by the way, they're running to. They're taking the next exit off the highway. They're trying to get to the Eye of the World, which is like the last exit. But then they got to take the next to last exit mm-hmm. because of this. So that's why they took this uh, little detour.
1: It's it's very much like the end of Little Monsters, starring Howie Mandel and Ben slash Fred Savage. They're one person, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they they do this. Inside the underworld that monsters live where they can go to beds, they are trying to race the sunrise so they can get to a place because the beds close when the sun rises, I think. It's a fantastic movie, guys. Check it out.
0: So, yeah, like there's no beds here. We're talking about portal gates. (laughs) Which is like a bed. Um, Yeah, it's exactly like a bed. I sleep on portal gates all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, The Mocking Shin tells Moraine, uh, you're not a hero. Uh, You'll eventually murder these children and call it heroism. Um, She's got some imposters. No, no. The imposter would be Nynaeve. That's what the Mocking Shin tells Nynaeve, that you're an imposter. I'm getting mixed up. Allow me to back up, dear listener, and dear James. (laughs) Um, It's... Rand that gets told he's an impostor, he's a fraud. Ague will never love you as much as she. Egwene will never love you as much as you love her. Blech. Um. Somebody gets told she left you once; she'll leave you again. That's Rand again. Perrin gets told you wanted Layla dead. You wanted her out of the way. That's why you killed her because you love somebody else. No. <laughs> Perrin doesn't like hearing those words he can't face himself
1: rand has Um, a lot of insecurities we just found out because you were like oh yeah they say this to someone oh yeah that's rand oh yeah they say these three things to some who oh yeah that was rand as well oh well here's it hey new person said no wait no that was rand as well
0: that's right (laughs) well um the mocking shin tells lan you can't protect her you're gonna watch her die Um and tells Nynaeve you'll hear their screams as they die, just like your parents. You can't save them. Um yeah, and it even tells Moraine, you you're gonna lose you lost Matt, and you're gonna lose everybody else too. Um so they're all suffering and thinking how terrible all this crap is. So this is the thing about living
1: here that would not be good. (laughs) (laughs) Which it looks like and not because it's like telling me. Oh, you're worthless. What my brain already says that
0: too. Exactly. Me.
1: So <laughs> is this dark wind just a swarm of locust?
0: It's a swarm of like I believe it's a swarm of like souls, like oh. lost souls, like lost evil souls that are stuck in there.
1: Do they form into locusts or any other flying bug? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, okay, then I'm fine with this.
0: They, they want to steal their souls and make their souls part of the and Shen so they can be part of this. And maybe that's what you want to be. Maybe you want to be the and Shen. Oh, finally have a sense of community. <laughs> that's right. You gather people in and then you tell them a bunch of like negative things and um, keep their spirits low. <laughs> I think you can do that. Whoa, it's like <laughs> all of my co-hosts swarming <laughs> around me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Um yeah, Nynaeve drives them away. Thank you, Nynaeve. Moraine opens the door. The two women save them, of course. Um <laughs> they come out. Moraine says, "Well done." Um <laughs> just put it out of your mind. I I was thinking exactly what you were thinking. I mean, their heads are full of bad thoughts. They're completely shook. And she's just like, "Yeah." Just don't worry about it. Like me, like all these thoughts always swung through my mind and somebody will say to me, you know, well, oh, well, at least you have your health. And I'm like, fuck my health. I wish I didn't have my health so I could just fucking die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be much better right now. I mean, like so Moraine just trying to like placate them in a real like a uh, lame kind of way didn't really work out. <laughs> uh, and I'm moving on to foul Dara. Yeah, where uh, some women are giving some fuck-me side-eyes to our uh, fellas in the group. <laughs> that's right, man. We're at the Borderlands. Um, yeah, this is Faldara. This is Land's hometown. He's got these biker crew that's like his bros. They all got on these matching vests. We got Lord Agomar with his feathered vest. He's like a Rebecca Crow fan, I can tell. Uh lan is daishan we find out and we'll find out more about that later a little bit of tension between the lord and the Aes Sedai. he kind of assumes that his sister called moraine there to help them battle trollocs and Mm -hmm. he's like we don't freaking need your help he of course he assumed wrong it's it's not the case at all but you know people make assumptions um She actually has a pretty decent warning for them, though, that the ways are open and that the dark one is using the ways. Eh, He takes that seriously. Um, So that's good info from uh, from Moraine. Thank you, Moraine. I'm so glad he took
1: that as as serious as he did as soon as he did. It wasn't like, "Ah, I'll see when it. But no, he's like, (laughs) nope, everyone immediately drop what you're doing. Handle this issue. Right on. Do you yep, have a so, pen and Teller shirt, but just Teller on?
0: No, it's Tell from uh, Richmond Band Tell. Okay.
1: T-E-L. All I saw was T-E-L, and I thought maybe the, uh,
0: like, <laughs> underneath said L-E-R. Nope, that's it, Tell. Shout out, Tell. Um, look him up. <laughs> Marshland, no, MLMPod.com, you'll find Tell. You won't, but please <laughs> go <know>. there. <laughs> uh, around this point, we, uh, we get a, a nice five second maybe not even shot of matt strolling away a whole continent away um i want to make sure i didn't miss anything before i move on because um, we're here at tarwin's gap they're talking about that they can handle their own shit we don't need you moraine yeah tension yeah uh, moraine goes into towns because she wants to see men the seer um she won't tell Lady Amelisa exactly why the ways, but we do learn that she, Lady Amelisa, is the sister of the Lord, and she's the woman in white with the ring that doesn't have a, uh, a jewel in it. Um, you know, she, it, we learned that she trained at the White Tower, that she didn't, wasn't quite strong enough to be an Aes Sedai. Her allegiance is to her city and, you know, to her brother. Uh, yeah. But... But the big X I have right here is Moraine sends the motherfucking Red Aja after Matt. Yeah. And <laughs> Did you catch that? Yeah, exactly. Rand's still shook by all those whispers, but as they walk through town, Perrin's quick eyes can see Padane Fan. And if you uh, listen, you can even hear the little Padane Fan whistle theme song as he walks mm. by, too, which is pretty badass. Wait,
1: didn't we also hear that in. The the
0: darkness? Um I thought we just heard growling. Well, we heard we a might whistle. Have. That would make that would uh, that would make absolute sense how Padane Fane is there. All he right. snuck in the gate after them. He exited after them. He had a trollic there for maybe for backup, um for some muscle. I don't know. But that makes a lot of sense. Cause I didn't even think about the fact that how Padane Fan got there, and now that you mention it, that's exactly how he did, probably.
1: Because I remember, I, if I had remembered that he whistled a lot, I would have mm-hmm. been like, oh shoot. And that's why Egwene wakes up because she hears something that she probably has heard before. Yeah. And a familiar sound. And she's like, what is that? She sees the trollic. Then flash forward. Holy shit. He is part of the darkness, the army of. Yeah. And yeah. They, it's a bad omen that he's there.
0: Yeah, but they don't think so. They're just like, ah, it's not him. He's mm-hmm. dead. Everybody from friggin' Beltine is dead. That was a little celebration they were having was Beltine. So uh, maybe not everybody in their town is dead, but everybody who is in town for Beltine, they assume is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Peddler
1: sounds like an ICP song. Like it's, it's <laughs> yeah. either the Peddler <laughs> is someone with the Dark Carnival who peddles... Mm-hmm in... Merch. ...darkness. He's the merch man. Or the peddler is a villain of the Dark Carnival, don't want to get into anything, he peddles.
0: (laughs) I would say he was either a ticket scalper, or he's a merch guy, or he does, like, bootleg merch, perhaps. I think bootleg merch is probably the best option.
1: Well, no, I think he would, like, peddle... Uh, murder to individuals who are seeking kind of oh, hell yeah. like Hellraiser-esque, like, oh, I'm seeking things that will make me rich and powerful. <laughs> and it's like, no, yeah. no, no,
0: you're dying because richness <laughs> is bad. Well, nobody likes Rich Moraine as she walks into the bar here. They She has this effect on every bar she enters. Everybody turns around and stares. They don't see Aes Sedai too much around this town either. Um just like two rivers. Uh, they don't know whether to trust him or not. You know, Lord agomar is not a big fan he kind of accepts her, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet men. Um, she's going to take a look at our boys. Oh wait, before men, uh, we wanted to bring up the fact that Perrin's explaining the fact that he's a vegan to everybody and explaining the way of leaf, the way of the leaf. And you know, this is just a new thing to them, but Perrin seems on board with the way of the leaf at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Men basically gets blackmailed into doing uh, um, a a viewing of our four kids here. I I keep calling them kids because that's how I see them, but they're adults. (laughs) But um, did you notice the blackmail or did you just take that as like normal talk?
1: I took it as normal talk.
0: Okay, yeah, because Moraine was saying, you know, Only I know about the fact that you can do these visions. It'd be an awful shame if Mm -hmm. everybody found out. Um, Then people be bugging you all the time for for viewings. And then she said, or worse, that's when men was like, "Okay, I'll Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll play along here." Uh, Parents got yellow eyes, no shit. Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) blood's running down his chin. Uh, That's different. Uh, Rand's got a little baby. That's cute. And then for the two ladies, what do you think this means? A white flame and a ring of gold. They don't say which is which, but one of them is a white flame and the other one is a ring of gold.
1: I think the white flame would be naive because we've seen her implement that. Like the, the power that comes out of her is always this very white just destruction. Okay. And I guess it's also like healing at points, but the... The gold ring,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I would guess, you know, the Aes Sedai wear gold rings.
0: Right. Yeah, I immediately thought that. So I was, I figured that you would probably immediately think that too. So mm-hmm. you got it. <laughs> I mean, at least that's what it seems like to me at this point. That's all we know. White flame, ring of gold, a baby, yellow eyes, blood running on the chin. We also know the and seat is going to be Moraine's downfall, uh, which is not a great thing to hear. James, I hate to tell you this, but the the person that you've loved all this time is going to be your downfall, Nicole. How do you know. take that?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I I would have assumed I would be her downfall because
0: she. No, no, no. The visions. I'm telling you a vision right now, and Nicole, just like men, is telling Moraine. I'm telling you, Nicole is going to be your downfall.
1: Yeah, and my in. My reaction to that is, wow! I always thought I would have been hers.
0: Oh, oh! I thought you were. I thought you were arguing on the other side. Like, no. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you would just be surprised. You wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't make assumptions or think. Oh, I, I I can see now. Like you know, I I was just wondering like if this made Moraine think my downfall, and then she maybe goes back and thinks about some like past things that might have happened with them that. Would lead to this or start looking for clues or something, you know? No, my guess is the Amor,
1: she is going to get usurped and her allegiance to her will be her downfall.
0: Mm, okay, yeah. Cool. You just
1: gave a face that's like, oh, fuck, James found out another thing.
0: No, I mean, you pretty much get everything right. So it's just just another statement. All right, okay. (laughs) All right, they get a little shh. The next scene, by the way, they're all talking amongst them. They being the two rivers. Um, They're doing the shush here she comes. Um, But they go ahead and they're like, what was that bartender thing all about? What was she doing? Um, Moraine just pretty much opens it up and tells them every single hard truth at this point.
1: I had one quote from the seer she goes uh, asking like oh who's the baby that he's holding and then Mm -hmm. she goes no idea looks like any other baby (laughs) which i think is him like that is he is holding himself which is the baby we saw from the beginning and that's why we were shown that in the beginning
0: how would you propose that to be possible though, because in this world of reincarnation I mean you die and then your spirit's reborn. He's holding his inner child, oh, oh, that's beautiful, I like that <laughs> Don't hold it over a white flame though, please mm-hmm. don't do that mm-hmm. <laughs> and you don't hold it over baby. don't hold it over a wolf man with yellow eyes <laughs> and hold the neck, make sure to hold the head up don't don't that neck, ugh. Okay, uh, we already know all this stuff now. Uh, she tells them, Yeah, everything. Y'all are gonna, whoever's not the dragon is gonna die. Um, she says a couple of nice quotes here it's easy to use doubt as a crutch, doubt is the first step towards darkness. And then we heard Lan say behind her, No doubt is the first step towards Ska ah (laughs) yeah um they got to decide tonight what they're gonna do Egwene's on board no matter what um she's all in um Perrin points out that yeah Moraine she could be misleading us she could just be straight up wrong we don't know um and then they start talking about Matt like why can't it be Matt and then we even have more Matt uh loyalty from Rand here and he's like I don't know, getting into Egwene with that. Perrin stands up for Egwene and it gets really awkward here. Um, Why did Nineveh have to open her mouth? It gets very awkward. (laughs) I don't even want to go into this scene, but we have to. Um, Perrin steps up to Rand. Uh, Rand's face just lights up when he smiles. He looked like he was gleeful in one point where, like, Perrin was in his face and he has this, when he starts, like, laughing, like, oh, I should have seen this all along. His face like just totally lights up and like it's like not even his face anymore. It's I don't know. I just noticed that. And then I noticed that Perrin has a very insincere, mean face. He has mm-hmm. a <laughs> he has a good um, posture in the way he steps up to Rand, but he needs to work on that that mean face a little bit if he wants to be a, a badass wolf man. Mm hmm. <laughs> that's pretty much the last note that i had that he needs a her face
1: uh there was a quote that Egwene uh, says to naniv saying if meringue wasn't a part of this you would do it without thinking right that she's only hesitant because it's i said
0: i yeah absolutely i think Nine Eve, like, I think is our stand in for like everybody in the world, basically, who doesn't trust Aes Sedai that look at them sideways and have a weird story to tell about an Aes Sedai. Like the red Aja came and took my buddy away and, uh, blue Aja showed up and did this and the green Aja and, you know, fucked up our town. And I don't know. I kind of, a point I wanted to make earlier was, uh, in our times in our world, in this earth world we live in right now, we had like a big leak in our Supreme court and it, there's a, a, a band of people that I wanted to stand up and salute, which you are part of uh, the satanic temple. And they're actually more of a political organization. It seems like than a religious organization. And they're not well liked. People like think of Satanist is like, Oh, evil automatically Satan. But, mm-hmm. It seems to me that the satanic temple is on the side of right in almost every case that they that they show up in a court case. Yeah, that that they're, you know, fighting for equality, uh, fighting against oppression, um, against oppressive religion. And it kind of reminds me of the Aes Sedai in a way, how like Aes Sedai are kind of looked at sconce all the time. But actually, they're just trying to do the right thing for everybody. They have a goal of goodness, but most people don't, you know, don't adhere to that fingers crossed
1: that it's not like a jedi situation where the jedi are actually pretty shitty people uh a, a shitty organization I should say but i hope the Aes Sedai aren't shitty
0: yeah i mean i don't feel they're shitty at this point i feel they they i feel there's different sects of them that that are shitty mm-hmm. just like you know i I think more or less like, you know, the, I don't know, uh, the political party, the Democrat political party is more or less good, but there's some certainly some shitty <laughs> areas there, mm-hmm. you know, so you can't just automatically say, Oh yeah, I love Democrats. They're great. They're doing a great job because yeah. it, it's hard to say that. So I think it's the same with the I, um, where there's some that are like the yellows and the whites and the browns that are like everybody wants their knowledge and wants their help. But then it's the other ones that they were kind of skeptical of. The more extremist ones you might say yeah <laughs> we got political with the eyes Sedai here i don't know why we did that here at the end of the show because it's the end of the show
1: people are like oh Yay! they've been a little goofy we can get a little serious and then be good
0: <laughs> yeah so this is the end of our episode we're about 35 minutes into the episode now so we went a little more than usual um into the episode of um, The Dark of the Ways, that is. Yeah. So next week we'll be like just watching like a 25 minute episode basically. But did you watch ahead or did you only watch up until this point?
1: I only, but I, I wanted to keep watching because I thought it was Matt and I, I it's coming out of that gate. So I, I, into the town. So I was like, oh, this is going to be dope. It's probably not really Matt. It's someone masked as him.
0: But oh, I'm sorry that I ruined that for you. But the city was definitely the city of, Tarvalon that he was walking towards, and our city was definitely Faldara. There was differences that you can see, so I'm really sorry that I spoiled that for you, but I I thought it was clear what, what had happened.
1: Dang it. Also, to throw back to something that happened in the beginning, the comic book author that I was talking about that Nicole is like, I like that dude because he's always saying things suck. It's Tom King.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm not familiar with him. Check him out. I will. I want you to check out, James, The Big Book of Bad Art. I'm going to mail that over to you. Along with that, I'm going to mail some bonus comic books for you from um, Evan Dorkin, Milk and Cheese. I think... I think you will love these milk and cheese comics. You can mm-hmm. mail them back to me, or you can not mail them back to me. It doesn't matter. But they're going to be in the post office too, probably next week at some point. So keep checking. You told me before I, I sent you like a surprise package and didn't tell you, and then like I didn't hear about it for like three weeks, and I was like, I wonder if he even got that. You can <laughs> so all, yes.
1: Uh, here's a warning. We have a PO box. You can find it on uh, all mostly speaking Sentai episode descriptions and others. You, I will just
0: give you my. Also, I think you have our address. Uh, I think I only have the P.O. I mean, maybe somewhere if I dig for it. But, you know, right there is like a list that has your P.O. box on it. So, <laughs> Okay, well,
1: I'll send you just my normal address and I'll tell you how you probably already have it. But I don't want to say that on <laughs> the, this podcast. All right.
0: And yes, I will never disclose the location of Foul Orchard Studios, even though it's mapped on Google Maps. I'll never disclose the location. Uh, so anyway, uh, that is the end. So we're going to get into some plugs, James. Plugs, my friend?
1: All right. Hey, guys. Head over to MLMPod.com to find out information about my other podcasts, such as Mostly Speak and Sentai, Shuffling the Deck, and Hit It and Crit it. Please then go over to uh, patreon.com forward slash MLM pod. That's the best way to support me and my friends, where for $5 a month, you get exclusive podcasts every single Friday. It's a good time.
0: Word. Me? I'm Introvoid. So you can check me out at Introvoid. I got a Substack that's called Introvoid. I got a Linktree, Introvoid. I got a Instagram, which is intro.void. Check it all out. Check out uh, Rebecca Crow. For whatever reason, that little video that I put on for Rebecca Crow with the little baby foxes and it's got me playing guitar in the background, that crap has gone viral. I didn't even expect it to. I wanted the introvoid stuff to go viral, but instead my throwaway video (laughs) went viral. I don't know why that happens. But yeah, check that out, Rebecca Crow. Please check out the bands that I was discussing earlier. That's Chris Rattier, the hip-hop dude. You got Murdersome, some metal, some speed metal. That was fantastic. And HeWolf. Always check out HeWolf. And from us at Sweet Child of Time, I think we're done. So it's time for me to say, James, as the Aiel say, as our pregnant Aiel women would always say, may you always find water and shade. May you
1: find water and shade as well. Thanks, James. Bye. Bye.